So we are starting chapter 11. Now, in the previous chapter, in chapter 10, the Alter Rebbe was focusing that the spheroid, God's divine attributes, God's divine wisdom, God's divine will, become entities. They receive names, so to speak, in relationship to creation in the lower spiritual worlds of Bria, Yetzirah, and Asiya. But above that, they're totally one with God in such unity that in terms of him, there's no name. They're not identifiable. They have no existence. Like we said, the sunlight within the sun. We can't name it. We can't designate it because it doesn't exist. It's so subsumed in the sun. So now the Rebbe is going to say that not only are the attributes having name and existence only vis-a-vis creation, but even the Asarama Maros, the ten utterances through which the attributes become manifest, through which creation comes into existence, also only exist relative to creation. But relative to God, the utterances are one with the attributes. The attributes are one with him. So the utterances are him. They don't have anything of a separate existence any more than the sunlight within the sun. So the Rebbe says, how do we understand this? How do we understand that these ten utterances only exist as an existence in relationship to creation? Because if we think of emotion, if we think of the emotions of a person or the emotions of our soul, for the emotion to be expressed, expression to us would mean action. Right? I have an emotion, I have a deep emotion of kindness, and this kindness is expressed when I do an act of kindness. Well, for me, and we've discussed this before, the process is intellect emotion, here I hold hand love emotion, then thought, then speech, and then deed. Now, I could sometimes skip the stage of speech, but I never can skip the stage of thought, meaning I never do something without thinking about it beforehand. I never say something without thinking about it beforehand. I might think I do. People say, oh, I didn't think when I said that. I don't know. I just blurted out of my mouth. But it's not really true at all. According to Hasidus, you can never say anything you haven't thought, and you can never do anything you haven't thought. So we have the emotion. It has to be expressed in a thought, possibly in a speech, and only then can it come to an action. For a king, the thought always is going to go into a speech before it goes into an action because a king's actions aren't done by the king himself. They're done by someone else. I mean, he's the king. So he has an emotion that's expressed, materializes into a thought. And then since he's the king, he's going to tell someone this thought who will then create this action. So when God's emotions are going to reach action, again, God is the ultimate king, when his emotions are going to reach action, the action being creation, as we discussed at the end of last chapter, God's kindness was day one, and God's judgment was day two, and God's compassion day three. So those emotions come to the stage of action. They create. That means there was thought that preceded them. 
and God the King, there was speech. So his emotional attributes first get formed into his thoughts, then get formed into his speech, the ten utterances, and then are expressed as action. And there has to be these utterances because otherwise, there has to be speech, because otherwise that emotion could produce so many things. Let's take the emotion of kindness. Well, the first expression of kindness was the utterance, let there be light. So God's kindness was thought into becoming light to nurture, energize, illuminate, warm a world. And then this was expressed in the speech, let there be light. And then there was the action of light forming. But if God had in thought and spoken light as the expression of his kindness, it could be anything else. It could be water. Water is also kind. We need water to live. So God's kindness could equally have become water or equally have become light. Both are kindness for the world. But it became light because God thought and spoke, let there be light. And this formed the kindness into an action called the creation of light. So the Rebbe says not that God's thoughts are exactly like our thoughts, but the concept of thought, a revelation process is occurring, meaning speech in essence is defined as a revelation to self. I'm sorry. Thought in essence is defined as a revelation to self. Speech in essence is defined as a revelation to something else. So when God thinks, he's revealing to himself. And when he speaks, he's revealing outward to creation, to create. So even though God's speech he doesn't possess a tongue, lips, larynx, palate. His mental thought is very different from our mental thought. His speech is very different from our speech. But the core definition of thought and speech is happening. And because he thought and spoke light into existence, the attribute of kindness reached the action plane by creating light. Aye, but there's also water in this world. There were other combinations. Remember we spoke two chapters ago about taking these letters of the ten utterances and substitution and transpositions to create every single word of every single existence in all of creation. But what we're understanding here is that God is his attributes. His attributes are him. And these thoughts that are expressing them are him. And this speech, the utterances expressing them are him. And ultimately, of course, the creation that comes from that is him. And that's really the point the Rebbe is bringing out here. And the Rebbe goes into explaining that there's really two types of speech by God. Speech, which is concealed, and speech, which is revealed. Speech, which is concealed, are letters of thought. Because thought is only a revelation to self. So it's concealed from anything outside of you. And speech which is revealed is what we call speech, the word of God. Because speech, as we understand it, is a revelation outward. And God's outward here is creation. So through God's letters of thought, the hidden powers, revelation to self, the hidden world come into being. And through God's letters of speech, outward revelation, 
creation as we see it, the ten utterances and everything that comes from them, comes into being. Any questions? Okay. 